Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on from the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day, college football, we know who's number one, understand, on the phones, you know we get it done, so call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more, talking sports, uh, yes we do, talking sports, uh, it's for you. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay Today, and I'm Ray, Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor. It's Monday, April 30th, the last day of the month, and boy, we had a great sports weekend. We'll get into it, the NFL Draft and NBA Playoffs. The second round is here. Ray, what a draft. We talked about it on Friday after Thursday. Second, third round went down. We got to give people, you know, maybe some early winners and losers. You really don't know it's three, four years. But I think for me, the biggest theme and storyline has got to be family and brothers. And I got to say, I didn't love the Seahawks draft, but I love their 141st pick. Shaquem Griffin goes with his brother Shaquille Griffin to play linebacker with the Seattle Seahawks. And it was just a tearjerker. The inspiration, I don't know if you saw the video that was from this little girl who was wearing a UCF cheerleader and she did a cartwheel with one arm, Ray. And I mean, you know, him having one hand, it's a great story. He's a great player. But we sometimes forget how sports can just really influence other people, children, adults, men, women. I thought it was a great story. What did you think about the whole draft as a whole? And then we can start talking about the teams and especially Griffin to the to the Seahawks, right? We talked a little bit about round one, but the theme of round one was quarterbacks and making deals and getting your quarterback. After that, you tend to take best player available. Uh, we have some issues. Both of us had some issues with Seattle. Shaquem Griffin's story was, was really heartwarming. I mean, yeah, you know, the two Louisville kids, Jair Alexander, and uh, at the end of the first round, your boy Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, first and last picks of the first round are Heisman Trophy winners, bookends. Yeah. That, to me, was interesting. Shaquem Griffin is just a, a, an unbelievable story. And not, and not because, oh, you know, he made it to college and he got drafted. This guy's a legitimate player. I mean, the one thing he may not have is great hands to catch the ball. But you know what? Most linebackers don't. So this guy is a – Tackle to you know is, is a sideline to sideline tackler. He can play yeah. in space. I I think he can play. I think he's legit. oh yeah. yeah so no. you know to me it's not just oh it's a nice pick Seattle. I mean fifth round picks are valuable. So he didn't just get picked. They expect him to play. Hopefully you know maybe he'll do he'll start the season with special teams. But I, I hope to see him on the field. I mean I think he's talented enough that he can he can make he can make that team and make an impact, especially now with all the turnover on defense. Um, Definitely. I, I like Dallas hosting it, uh, not because I'm a Cowboy fan, but I thought that the, the spectacle was oh, fun. Was great. I think they did a great job of making this event into even more than it was last year in Philly. But and how about Philly everybody going up the there and ripping into the Cowboys? David Akers from the Eagles, Mike yeah, Vick. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I never lost to the Cowboys. I mean, you had team after team, guys going up when they, it. you know, second, it. third round. It was hilarious when the veterans go up there. Ray, that had me in tears. 
Uh, you know, we had a group text with our buddy Hank about that. It was classic. And let me ask you this. One thing I, I got to say, I like it when it travels. And I think it's, they're going to start to give it to different places where they won't get Super Bowls. So I think that's brilliant, as the commissioner does. But I got to say, man, overall, whether it's NFL Network with Team with Fox or ESPN, you know, you got to give these guys credit. It's grueling hours, and they just, you know, insiders, Mel and, and Todd and Lewis Riddick on ESPN, and then our guys on NFL Network, Daniel Jeremiah, our friends of the show, Charles Davis, Mike Mayock, they know their stuff. They analyze and break down the players so good. It's so informative. And it's great. So you feel like second, third, fourth round, you've heard these names or you've seen them play, but then they give you good insight to how they fit. And going with that, I got to say, I was so impressed with the Giants. I thought the Browns did good. The Redskins getting Deron Payne and Darius Geis who dropped down because he, you know, I guess had bad experiences and going to teams, argued a shouting match at Philly, showed up late. Ray, give me a couple of teams. We can get in depth, but give me a couple of teams. Were you impressed with like Tampa getting Ronald Jones, the Colts, Bears? What'd you think? Who'd you, who'd you like? I like the Bears. I thought they got more athletic. Woo! I thought they started out on defense, and that, was, that, that set the tone. Um, the center from Iowa they got, James Daniels. Yep. I love it. Yep, yep. Um, you know, I, there are a lot of teams out there that I thought had solid kind of down-the-middle drafts. I, I got to say, I wasn't surprised by too many teams. I thought, oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, well, what about the Dolphins, just... Saints, and Seahawks? Like, to me, right, the Dolphins, all this rumors about getting somebody for Tannehill, we don't know if he's going to be healthy. He hasn't been that great anyway. They don't even get a backup quarterback. They don't even get, like, a Mason Rudolph or Luke Falk or nobody drafted JT Barrett. He goes to the Colts. So I was disappointed in the Dolphins, and then – the Saints, you give up a first-round pick to go get Davenport, even if he's good, you probably could have got it for a second, and then the rest of the draft was just, uh, which is okay because they had such a great yeah, draft last look, year. You know? Uh, agreed. You know, I, I don't say that everybody, I loved everybody's picks. Um, the, the Davenport trade, we talked about that a little bit on Friday yeah. with the head scratcher. That's a value one. I mean, maybe somebody was spreading rumor that, you know, a pick or two behind them, they were going after him. But to me, you gave up value there, but but picking up a defensive lineman, that's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, they have to have a succession plan at some point for Drew Brees, but maybe they figure not in the next two years. Uh, you know, like you said, the Redskins did okay, and then they get Jonathan Allen back next year. So I'm, I'm excited to see what's going on there. We both didn't like the Seahawks. Uh, I thought the Jets started out with Sam Darnold, and really that that's the most important player on the whole board in my opinion, the Jets moved up from six to three to take their quarterback. Yeah, they need so, a lot more weapons, though, Ray. I like the tight end do. from Miami, but they, they need do. They do, and then the Ra- the Rams totally blowing up their offense and changing and, and trading Tavon Austin for a six round pick to the Cowboys. But the Cowboys, who didn't actually make huge splashes, now get their you know playmaker or that little guy playmaker, if you will. Um, so. I, I liked what most teams did. I thought that um, I was waiting for the huge jaw dropper, and I, it didn't come. There was no crazy surprises. So I thought every, every GM kind of can look at their owner and say, you know what, we stuck to, to our philosophy. We did okay. This was a, I think this draft had some very good sort of roster fillers, uh, 
But, we'll, I mean, of course time will tell, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but I, I don't see all that many Hall of Famers in this draft. But I see good, Ooh, I solid see a couple. players. Maybe I, some pro if, bowlers. If it pans out, I see Chubb, Nelson, and Barkley at the top. I could see them putting on gold jackets one day. All right, that's three guys, right? So that's all right, three guys. I mean, you know, beyond that, you know, I, I could see those guys, maybe one of the quarterbacks, but I, I don't love this quarterback draft. Uh, there are five, I know there were five guys taken, but I don't look at any of them, and I don't. How about my wait, wait, How about my Steelers and your Cowboys getting a backup, solid backup, Mike White? I thought both Cowboys and Steelers had solid drafts. Both addressed having a backup quarterback. Obviously, yours is more for injury, and you just needed one. Ours is for our guy might leave in two years. And I thought getting Mason Rudolph along with his receiver James Washington after we replaced Bryant perfectly get a deep threat in James Washington, who every Saturday, Ray, all we saw was Rudolph to Washington for touchdowns. I thought that was amazing. And give the Packers credit because they got in the second round Joshua Jackson from Iowa and Jair Alexander, two corners who are amazing. I love it. And I had Joshua Jackson going in the first round. So for me, that's a great pickup. I had Jair Alexander going later. So I actually had them going in, in a different order even. Uh, but, yeah, look, they, they identified Ted Thompson, identified a, an area of need, and went after it. I also will say this, very impressed with the Chargers. Anytime, whatchamacallit, um, Derwin James falls in your lap, but then they, you know, followed up with good defensive players. The Eagles getting Dallas Godin, the tight end from South Dakota State, trading up right before the Cowboys and then rubbing it in their faces. In Dallas. That's the tight end <laughs> they wanted. Draft Dallas in Dallas. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was uh, pretty, pretty good because, remember, Trey Burton went over to the Bears. So, you know, that was pretty good. But let's, let's, let's leave it alone. Let's, you know, there'll be other times to talk NFL. I think overall, you know, we both agree – that, you know, a lot of teams did well. And obviously, I definitely, you know, tout the, what the Giants did. But it always takes two to three years to really analyze a draft class. But what we have is the Cavs winning a game seven. LeBron went off. The Celtics, who, you know, Ray was right, Tay was wrong. I thought the Bucks, the Greek Freak wasn't ready. The, um, you know, and plus they got outcoached. The Celtics winning game seven. And then... The, 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 the second round starts, and the Warriors put the whole league back on notice. Curry will be back, but they didn't need him for game one. Spank the Pelicans, and then the Rockets took care of the Jazz. Let's give our audience some predictions for this series, for these series, and let's start it with the Sixers and Celtics tonight. Who do you think wins this series in the uh, Eastern Conference, Sixers-Celtics? What do you think is going to happen? So the Sixers had a great season. They're a team to contend with for the next five, ten years, assuming Embiid and Ben Simmons stay healthy. And if they get anything from Marcus Foles, can you imagine? Markel Foles, can you imagine how good they'll be? Yeah. But they're not ready. Woo! They're not ready. You're riding the uh, Boston train again? No. I, you know what? I'm predicting Philly to win. Okay. But I'm predicting that the, the difference in talent should be Philly in four or five, right? This this Boston team, other than Jalen Brown, who's kind of coming into his own, this Boston team really should be taken. They should have been taken by Milwaukee, but I didn't think they would because the coaching and just their camaraderie. 
and I think they're going to give Philly all they can handle. I'm thinking Boston's going to take this to seven games, but Philly ultimately wins. So Philly's going to spend way too much time and energy on beating Boston in a close series that shouldn't be close. Next year, this series would have been a sweep, a Philly sweep. Well, you're right about that. Um, you know, Jalen Brown's a little banged up. Uh, Rogier's playing great. I'm going to agree with you that it goes longer than you would expect, but I think Philly wins it in six. If Jalen Brown was healthy, maybe I would say seven, but I'll take Philly in six. Should be entertaining, uh, you know, without question. Then in the other one, I guess starting tomorrow, you got the Cavs going to Toronto, the Raptors. This is their best chance to knock LeBron off. Can they do it? What do you think happens Toronto-Cleveland? Which team has LeBron James? <laughs> All day, every day. What did he have, 45 yesterday, Ray? 44? 45. It's his second 45-point game seven, which is the third best of all time. I think Sam Jones had one. And Dominique Wilkins in 88 in a loss. Remember when Wilkins Yes, we watched that. I do remember, yes. So here's the thing. Ah, You know – LeBron James is going to have to play 45 minutes like he did last night. He played 44 minutes. But he will, and he can do it. And I think that Toronto, even though they revamped this team and they gunned for Boston and gunned for the Celtics, they're just going to fall a little bit short. Game seven in Toronto, LeBron James has another 45-point game and proves why he's the best player and top you know, whatever of all time, top five of all time, Yeah. LBJ all the way. I agree. I mean, there's not much else for me to say. I think Kevin Love will be a little bit better. And I think now that they finally remember that Tristan Thompson's on the roster, and I think he needs to start in this series, not come off the bench. And I think they're going to win in seven as well. But I think it is going to be blood, sweat, and tears because, like you always say, Toronto rolls out 10 deep. So now in the West, we'll start with the, the Jazz and the Rockets. Look, I got to give the Jazz all the credit. I, I got to put a, you know, blow the whistle and put a penalty on their fans, how they acted against uh, Westbrook and OKC. And, you know, we've known about the Jazz fans before, but, you know, they, they get a little unruly. And I think uh, the, and the NBA is going to have to look into it. But I think the Rockets, they are going to take out this young Jazz team in five games. I say Donovan uh, Mitchell can get one team at home, but James Harden and Clint Capella, he might be the most improved poet on MIC. This team is, they are a lot better than I think people think, and the Warriors better be ready because the Rockets are coming. What do you got in that series, Ray? Ray, you there? Ray, you there? You got the Rockets? Yeah, sorry. I had a little technical difficulty. Look, we said this about 15 games into the season, 20 games into the season, that it is all about the Rockets and the Warriors. And I don't think there's anything that the Pelicans and the Jazz can do to prevent either series from going more than five. I think Utah gets swept. I think the Pelicans go five. And Are you calling the Brooms? The Brooms for the Jazz? Wow, I'm okay. Calling. I gave I gave Donovan Mitchell one game. 
The OJ, the OJs, and the Jazz. Now, and so wait, you don't think the Pelicans can get one? You going for the sweep with the Warriors? No, I think the Pelicans will get one. I think they'll get one. I think the Pelicans get get in five, and the Jazz in four. Well, I gotta say, I you know I got Houston in five, but I'm gonna give uh, the Warriors in five. Before the series started, I was thinking maybe six, but with Curry coming back and what they did in Game One. Kevin Durant loves these moments, and he's when you watch him, you start to say, wow, he's going to go down either the second or third best small forward ever. Probably because of health, he'll probably pass Bird. But either way, he's going to be, it's going to be LeBron, Durant, and Bird. And, you know, rightfully so. Kevin Durant, Ray, wow. And people could say, oh, he jumped and joined the greatest team ever. Well, you know what? He makes them the greatest team ever. As great as Curry is, Durant will take these moments and show you how great he is. And then I think we'll have to revisit in the five years how good Clay and Draymond are because I think they're both getting really underrated as well. So, listen, great show. It's going to be a great sports week. Ray and Tay, we're going to take a little time off, and hopefully we'll be uh, back sometime in, in the bit with some, with some guests. Ray's working on, on pulling some strings to get some great NFL guests for us and um, enjoy it. Our Yankees, what, going for nine in a row, Ray? Playing some great baseball? Great baseball. Catching up only two games behind the Red Sox. What, the third rest record in the league. You win nine in a row this early in the season, and that's what yeah, you get. You swept the Angels, the Rays. Their streak was broken. They had eight in a row, so you know, baseball is heating up, but it's all about the NBA playoffs, hockey, of course. You know, you see what the Caps and, and, and Penguins are doing. But uh, we will definitely catch up with you in uh, maybe a, a week or two. All right? So stay tuned. We'll still hit you up on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, enjoy the NBA playoffs. We are out.